Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Site School podcast. My name is Valerie Stimmick Bailey, and if you are listening to this, you are either following along in real time right at the beginning of this podcast, or you've gone back in time to listen to the first few episodes and see what we were talking about. Now, starting a podcast is weird because the first podcast episode in your feed is always the one that most people listen to. So if you're not conscientious about what you produce for that first episode, people might end up listening to something that they don't care about or they aren't interested in. But I've decided to make this episode an introduction. So if you are looking for actionable advice, tips, strategies about growing your site, you can skip this episode. But if you wanna learn a little bit more about me and what I do and why I started this podcast, listen on. So as I said, my name is Valerie and I have been running websites for over 20 years. I started my first online blog in 2001. So depending on when you're listening, that may be even more than 20 years. And I now am a professional full-time travel blogger, primarily. I run all kinds of different websites, but travel blogging is what I do, what I'm known for. And then I do a little bit of coaching, consulting, and mentoring for other people who are running websites, which is what Site School is all about. So I currently live in a Midwestern city in the United States. I won't say which one, only because I've moved a lot in my life. And if you're listening to this now, I might not be living where I currently do. Uh, Certainly probably won't be living in the house I currently live in because my husband and I are building up a little real estate cash as part of our retirement planning. Anyway, we live in the Midwest, but I have lived all over. I've lived in Seattle. I've lived in Alaska. uh, That's where I grew up. I've lived in London. I've lived in California, Indiana, Iowa. I was born in Maryland. As I said, it would be really strange to say where I live now because uh, I move all the time. And I began travel blogging in 2013. I had just finished my MBA and I was sitting at home on my parents' floor, uh, fresh from my MBA in London. And my mom asked me what I wanted to do because I didn't have a job yet and I had a whole bunch of student loans. And I said, well, what I really wanna do is I wanna be a marketer and an editor for a travel magazine. And that was still at a time where travel magazines had a lot more legs. There were a lot more companies in that space. The print industry was a little bit stronger than it is today, a decade later. And so uh, my mom said, well, you've been running websites for a long time. Why don't you start a website, do what you think needs to be done, and then you can show a future employer that you actually know how to do the work. So I started my website, which is called Valerie and Valise. It was called Valise Magazine when I launched it, which is why the domain is valisemag.com. And that site has been running for over nine years. It's in its 10th year as I'm recording this. That was a bit of a hobby blog. I used it to document all my travels to cover back travel. So I was living in the US, but I had traveled a ton when I was living in Europe, getting my MBA, wrote all about that. And eventually it sort of morphed into a site that focused on the American West and Alaska where I grew up. So today, if you go to that site, you'll see a ton of Alaska content. That's about 50% of what I produce. And then the other half is primarily American West. So recent trips I've been on include New Mexico and Nevada. And so you'll kind of find another smattering of other American West destinations on the site and occasionally from elsewhere, because I do like to feature other places when I travel there. And I think that my audience might be interested in them. But that's not the only site that I run because that would not be nearly enough experience, in my opinion, to be out here trying to help other people. Though Valerie and Valise has certainly been successful, I think that the strength that I have in giving people advice and giving guidance and strategy and mentoring and all the other pieces that I do as part of Site School comes from the fact that I run multiple sites. So my second site is called Space Tourism Guide. I started that in November of 2017. So as I'm recording this and releasing this episode, 
that is five years old, almost exactly to the day at the time that this podcast episode goes live in late 2022. And I started that site kind of as a spin out from Valerie and Valise, which is actually something I've done with a lot of my sites, but I'll come back to that. Uh, I'd always wanted to write about somewhere new and identified that space was going to be a destination that people go to someday. So I started doing a little bit of research, feeling it out with my audience, and eventually realized that it just did not fit with the other content I was creating about the American West and Alaska. So I spun it out onto its own site. And today, if you go to spacetourismguide.com, you'll find stargazing guides, aurora viewing guides, tips on seeing eclipses, meteor showers, everything in the night sky. I joke that it's the ultimate resource for space travel on Earth. And that's also not my only site. So I actually, at a peak, had 12 different sites that I was running. That's not how many I have anymore, and that's not even how many I'm focused on. So over the years since that peak, I have tailored my focus to the sites that are the most productive for me, the most enjoyable for me. So the three other main sites that I want to mention in a little more detail, and then I'll cover some of the other topics, um, I have a site about London. So London is my favorite city in the world. If I had to live somewhere and never travel again, that's where it would be. I started a London site in January of 2021, so that is just about two years old. I also have a site about Jordan, the country. I love visiting Jordan. I've been there twice and have repeated plans to visit in the future, in part actually from my space site because I visited Jordan the first time in 2016 and then I was hoping to plan a return tour in March of 2020 to do astronomy-focused activities, but you can guess how well that went when I say 2020 and March and people not traveling. So not diving into that, but uh, started a website to focus on Jordan because I have since gone back and love it and want people to travel to that country and explore the region and the Middle East and the cultures there. And then my last important site that I focus on currently is called Eat Like Bourdain. It's a site that I identified an opportunity around city guides and country guides to all the places that Anthony Bourdain had eaten. So I'm working with a team of writers, fellow enthusiasts about Anthony Bourdain, and we're creating this giant global catalog of everywhere that Anthony Bourdain ate. And then we will keep it updated by every year reviewing everywhere that he ate that's still open and giving people advice on whether or not they can still visit those places because a lot of people are still big Anthony Bourdain fans, myself included. So those are my five big sites that I'm focusing on. And to be honest, depending on when you look at this, you might see that some of them go on and off of hiatus. So I am just one human. I have one primary writer that I work with and then a team of writers over on my Bourdain site, and then that's it. So there's really not a lot of us managing the majority of my sites. And that means I have to be conscientious about where my energy goes. So if a site is sort of flagging, like Jordan tends not to get as much traffic in the summer months in the Northern Hemisphere because it's really hot in the Middle East. It's more of a winter destination. So I will take a break from writing when I know people aren't planning trips because I have other sites to focus on and nobody's gonna notice that I'm not producing right at that moment. Anyway, the other sites that I run include a destination site focused on the small town in California where I used to live called Discover Sausalito. I have a Harry Potter blog that is sort of a lifestyle website all about Harry Potter fan stuff. So costumes and candles and gift guides and traveling to the studio tour and all kinds of topics like that. Uh, I also have a travel site that focuses on the Great Plains, so a very underserved region of the US. It's a lot of road trip guides primarily. I started at one point a soup blog, trying dabble in food blogging, didn't go very far. And another site that I've started, uh, don't really focus on a whole lot, it's called True Crime Podcasts. Uh, if you're a True Crime Podcast fan, that site is really helpful for discovering new podcasts. I write articles about different kinds of true crime podcasts, so it might be like state-focused true crime podcasts or true crime podcasts about scammers. And so there's content there like that. It has not been 
particularly successful or something I've been able to focus on a lot because there's just so much else to do. So that's me, that's my sites. And my sites for context range from about 250,000 page views a month to, I don't know, 5,000 page views a month. There's a big range. And I share almost all of my data over on SiteSchool. So SiteSchool.co is a site that I started to put all of these old income reports and case studies and weird blogging articles that I had written throughout the years I originally had on my travel blog. And what I've realized and what I'm sure we'll talk about in future episodes is that you don't want to put stuff that's not related to your actual audience on your blog. So if you have a site about travel, having stuff about travel blogging just doesn't fit because most travelers are not going to become travel bloggers. And if a travel blogger finds your article, they're not interested in the rest of your content. So it just doesn't quite make sense. So I started Site School to spin out all of that content onto its own domain where people who wanted to learn just about blogging and running websites could find it. And that brings me back to a point I made earlier. Most of my websites were actually spun out of my main site. So my space tourism site, I took articles I had written on Valerie and Belize, I put them onto a new domain. My London site took all my London articles, put them on a new domain. My Harry Potter blog did the same thing with all my travel related Harry Potter topics. My Jordan site, so you get a sense for that. And I actually have a really handy resource over on Site School that's all about how to spin out a new site from your existing site and when you should decide to do that. So if you are listening and think maybe that's a curious idea, something you might want to look into, head over to siteschool.co or check the show notes. I've put the link in there for you. So let's come back to Site School and talk about what it is and whether you might want to check it out. Uh, when I decided to move all of my case studies, income reports, blogging articles over, I wanted to create a structure that made sense for people to learn and grow and earn more from their blogs. So that's sort of the structure that the site has. There's five main areas that I focus on helping you grow and monetize your blog. There's SEO, search engine optimization, email marketing, advertising, affiliate marketing, and products and services. And that's the exact same structure that we're going to bring here to the podcast. So in addition to one-off me talking podcast episodes, sometimes those will be more like a free webinar, a free audio webinar for you, or they might be an interview with someone else who I know is an expert on one of those topics. I will also do audio case study updates. So my case studies are typically the most popular content that I produce over on Site School because it just lets you kind of peek beneath the hood of my various sites where I put all the info out there. I put all the traffic, earnings, expenses, subscribers, everything I'm doing, what I'm thinking of doing next, I'm gonna start doing those as audio episodes as well. And so as part of this launch, you're gonna find three episodes. This one you're listening to, which is an introduction to me, and thanks for sticking around if you were just curious to learn who I am. There is an interview with Danielle. Danielle is an expert in products and services, and this is an interview from a few years ago that I recorded, but which is still totally relevant. It's really interesting. I took notes while listening to it, so I hope you'll check that out. And then an episode that is a case study about my Jordan site. So my Jordan site has, in the last few months when I'm recording this, been really doing well, surprisingly, because I put it on hiatus, as I mentioned I do sometimes. And so it's a really good case study update to get you acquainted with the way that I'm gonna do those episodes. And if you find them interesting, you can either listen to them here or you can always head over to siteschool.co because all that information is published as well. And then, as I said, there will be other episodes occasionally, which are just me talking about a topic that I think you need to know. Typically they are inspired by articles on Site School because I think we all like to learn in different ways. Maybe you're a reading learner, meaning you learn through reading, or maybe you are a listening learner, so you learn through listening. 
And I want to make sure I help everybody in both of those ways. So thanks for sticking around. I hope that the future episodes that I release are of interest to you. Always happy to receive your ratings and reviews on whatever podcast player you are listening to this on. And well, let's get to the good stuff. So head on over to one of my other episodes and I hope you get some value out of it. Thanks.